All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Welcome to episode six. Good job, buddy. High five. You just welcomed everybody. We've got six episodes. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Yes. You were on like the first episode sharing your protein pancake recipe. Remember? Um, Yes. Well, now I got a question for you. Okay, tell me. This is my son, Stevenson, by the way. He's joining me in the intro. How many steps do you think you get in one day? I get one step and two steps and three steps. Okay, you get way more than that. But you know how you know how I track my steps on my watch and I freak out and I'm like, oh, I got to get moving because I got to get steps. And you always ride your bike and you want me to ride a bike and you say, mom, why don't you ride the bike? And I'm like, I got to walk because I got to get steps, you know? I know, but I want you to ride back with me. I'm saying, please. Please wait back if I say, um, no, I have to work with Koa. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so you say, uh-uh, no thanks. No, I, you go out on your bike. Okay, I think now you're putting me on Front Street and you're no. calling me out for not riding a bike, which fine, if you want me to. But for one, we do have fun. For two, I just, Kara needs to walk our dog and then I need to get steps. So you ride your bike and then I walk the dog and it's a win-win. But three, mm-hmm. you have to ride bike with me. Okay, deal. 
Make, I'll make a deal with you right now. When we get home, I will ride my bike with you. Okay. How about that? Okay. Does that, that make you happy? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So the reason why I bring up steps is because I've got Aaron Opria coming on to talk about movement and why it's important for our bodies to move and what the step goal should be for most people every day, like how many steps we should be getting. And it's just good to have that reminder that sometimes just moving is enough. You don't have to be going to the gym. And then also on today's episode, I've got Laura Birdwell coming in and she's the girlfriend of our producer, Ray, who's on the Bobby Bone Show, and she was diagnosed with cancer this year, breast cancer. And I want her to come on to share her journey and talk about early detection and why it's important for women and even men for that matter to be, you know, knowing their bodies and doing exams and making sure you're on top of that. Because I think in the back of our head, sometimes we can be like, "Mm, that'll never happen to me, or I'm too young. That's not going to affect me at this age. But she was pretty young. And she's gone through double mastectomy, chemo, radiation, all the things. So she's had such a positive outlook. So she's the perfect fit to come on here and talk with us. Yes, buddy. Thank you for saying excuse me. But what do you need? I'd like to share something. Okay, what would that be? Just to tell everybody to have a great day? Okay, well, tell everybody. You've got your, they're, they're all yours. Say, have a great day, everybody. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Happy New Year. Say, enjoy. Enjoy. Today's. Today's. Episode. Episode. Here you go. Here you go. First thing. That's right. So I was just looking at a calendar and realized that I have to start off with the first thing today being that December 20th, which is today's date, if you're downloading this on the day that it goes live, which is every Thursday. So December 20th of last year was the day that my husband and I were bringing our kids to America after fighting to get them here for years in Haiti. And the whole adoption process was pretty nutso. We were bringing them to Florida. And it was such a crazy day because we had flights booked on the 20th because we were determined we are taking these kids home. Now, we didn't necessarily have all the paperwork done, but I had hope. I had the hope for sure, for sure. But in true Haitian fashion, we were told we would get the signature and it would be no big deal. Well, I think probably on the 19th, we thought we'd have the signature. And they were like, "Mm, it's kind of rolling over to the 20th. And I was like, what? Our flights are booked for the 20th. This is crazy. Well, then... It wasn't the 20th in the morning. It was in the afternoon that we we literally went to get the signature on our way to the airport. If we didn't get the signature, we were going to have to move our flights. It would have been a hot mess. But I tell you what, we got there and my husband and our friend Mary, who was with us, and our two kids, Stevenson and Stashira, were outside with the driver waiting as I went inside IBSR, which is like child services, to get this signature. Went in with the lawyer and a translator. We were trying to figure it all out. And it was not so. I think they even told me like they were not going to be able to do it. And I just was not taking that as an answer. Just we had flights booked. We were getting that signature. And then next thing you know, I guess we broke them. You know, you kind of just got to break people sometimes. And they wanted this crazy American girl out of their office. So we got the signature and we got in the car and we raced to the airport and we got on a plane. And went to Florida. But before we did that, we took one of my favorite pictures, which is us standing on the tarmac area in Haiti. I guess you can kind of do that. I don't know that we could do a picture like that here. But my husband and I are staring at the plane with Stevenson and Stashira next to us. And Mary took it from the back. And the sun is setting. And that is something I posted on Instagram on December 20th. So it's the perfect throwback Thursday, which I obviously 
am putting up. So it should be there. If you go to my Instagram and you want to see it, that is the day we left Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and brought our kids to be in America with us. Now, we had to fly to Florida and spend the night there. So when we got to the Florida airport, we were riding on one of those moving walkways, you know, that makes it easier. And I don't know. I'm clumsy at times. I have no idea how this happened, but I completely fell over and it was pretty bad. But I mean, I didn't get hurt or anything, but my daughter literally stepped over me and kept walking and Mary happened to capture it on video. And why this story is significant and I'll never forget it is because when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I was with my mom and she fell in a hole and I was so embarrassed that I acted like I didn't know her and I kept walking. And my mom always told me payback would come. When I was a mom one day, I was going to get payback big time. And I just couldn't help but laugh when that happened because, I mean, I'm sure my mom was like up in heaven, like, what up? Welcome to motherhood. You've just been initiated. You fell down within 30 minutes of being with your kids in America and your daughter straight up stepped over you and kept walking. So that is like a funny memory from that day. And then after we spent the night in Florida, we woke up the next day and took our flight to Nashville where we had tons of family and friends greeting us at the airport. And it was really awesome. There was screaming and signs and music and all the things. Our friend Megan had Justin Bieber baby playing on her little boombox because the kids loved that song and she had gone to Haiti with us and they would listen to that song over and over and over. Like when I think of that airport moment, that's all I'm hearing in my head right now is I'm like, baby, baby, baby. Okay. I'll spare you all my singing, but that's what's in my head right now. So thanks Megan for that. And it was super cool. Now I will say if you're considering adoption, you've probably heard of people having huge airport greetings where it's really crazy and awesome and loud, or you've heard of people that definitely kept it super intimate and had nobody there, which I don't think this is right or wrong. I think what you have to do is assess what's best for your family. You will talk to other families that have done this. You will talk to experts. You will read books who tell you all different things. Your agency may tell you one thing, but what you need to do is take all of that advice, sit with it for a minute, and then assess your situation, your family, and figure out what's going to be best for you. So my husband and I, we knew our kids. We knew Stevenson, Stashira, and how you know, what what they could take when it came to a day like that. Now, all of it was a new experience, sure. So we were sort of taking a gamble, but it worked out and we were right in that they could handle a big airport greeting. And not only that, we decided to have a big party at our house that night since we had a lot of people come in town for this. And it was just really, really special. But again, I don't advise that for everybody. You kind of have to assess your situation and figure out what's best for you. Now, after the airport, we did go home and we had, you know, several hours by ourselves as a family, just the four of us before everybody came back over for the party. And it was really cool to walk in and show them their own rooms. They'd never had their own room before. We were super excited about that. And of course they were too, but as excited as we were, having their own room was definitely a daunting thing for several, several months because they had never slept alone and they didn't want to sleep alone. So there was a lot of sleepless nights. I wasn't getting a lot of sleep at all. They didn't want me to leave. They wanted to be together. So eventually we ended up putting a bunk bed in our daughter's room for a really long time. And I'm happy to say that we recently moved that out and our son for the past few months has been in his own room and the bunk bed is gone. And we kind of just put it in as a temporary thing. And then now it's out and everybody goes to bed at a bedtime, like around 8, 8.30 p.m. Back, back in January, y'all, I never thought 
I was like, this just doesn't seem possible. These kids, this is never going to happen. How do people have bedtimes and they go to bed and they actually get rest? But now we're there and I can breathe. And I say all this because I'm about to get into some of the the darker times at the very beginning because it was pretty heavy stuff. But I want to, before I get into that, I want to say that we've come so far in a year and we, ugh, like these kids are everything to us. Like we love them. I just didn't feel as though... I was equipped to handle it when they first got here. And I thought crazy things like, what have we done? I'm happy to say I don't I don't have those thoughts anymore, but I want to be as candid as possible with you and not fake it because, you know, you need to know that adding something into your life, especially if it's adoption and adoption with older kids that have experienced trauma and abandonment, and there's all kinds of things going on. And I want to be sensitive to that. And, and it's part of their story too, but but it's mine and we've chosen to be vocal about our adoption. So I try to be careful in how I put some of this. And most of it is just about me and how I was handling it. But I will say we got back to the house, kind of just went on a bunny trail there, but I, I want to make sure that I preface some things before I get into it. But we get back to the house and we walk in and they see the rooms and they see our dog and they're like, what? You have a dog like in your house? Try to get used to that because at the orphanage they have dogs, but you do not touch them. They're not domesticated. They're there to bark and eat trash. So to have a dog to love on and to see us snuggle with, they were confused by that, which that was our sweet dog, Josie, who ended up passing away a few months after that from cancer. But oh, we just loved her so much and the kids really adored her as well. And it was fun to watch their relationship grow. And then they went and looked out the back window. I have my journal out right now. And on Thursday, December 21st, which I've titled day one in the house, I have written, where is the pool? As they were looking out the window. And I don't know why they just assumed we would have a pool. I don't know if someone had given them the notion that all Americans have pools or maybe because when we were in Haiti with them, we would stay at the Marriott and the Marriott had a pool. And anytime we were with them, that's what we would do is go swimming. So I just remember being like, oh man, sorry, hate to let you down, but yeah, we don't have a pool. And then that night we had the really fun party, which was great. We had a photo booth and pizza because the kids love pizza. It's their favorite food. And we had friends come over and play music and, you know, just jam out and celebrate this whole process. Like it was just such a fun time. I love looking back at pictures from that. So then day two, which was a Friday, that was the day we took the kids to Target, which was probably a big mistake. Day two of having kids in America, taking them to Target, huge mistake. And then uh, day three, I have written right here that that was um, the day that I may have told my husband that I was going to rip his face off. So that's fun. I will say it was rough. Like my husband and I were tired. We weren't getting sleep. We were so confused as to how to handle this. Literally, there was those moments of what, what have, what have we done? But not because the kids had done anything wrong. Again, we just didn't feel equipped. So we were sort of at odds because so much was happening. And so things, you know, came out of our mouths that we might not otherwise say. So yeah, sorry, babe, that I told you I was going to rip your face off. And luckily I didn't. Luckily I didn't. And then it says here on day three, we went to Target again. And then I put, what is wrong with us? So I don't know what's going on with that. The kids always called me mom in Haiti. And then for whatever reason, when they got here, they started being a little defiant about the whole situation. And they started calling me Amy. And they just started doing things to kind of test us. Like, are you for real? Are you going to really love us forever? Is this whole, what is unconditional love? Because we don't know what that means. Like now we're part of your family, but what does that mean? So they were pushing back on my husband and myself like a lot, which sent me to my closet crying every day. And it was just not good. 
I think I gained 10 pounds maybe that first month they were home. Month and a half probably hit the 10 pound mark. And you know, that's that's a lot for me. I, I can be an emotional eater. And I have here on day four that we went to church, the Christmas Eve service. I said here, I'm not sure how we made it through because they were being so loud and we couldn't quiet them down. And again, we didn't speak the same language. So they were speaking Creole. We were speaking English. I mean, we could get by, but a lot of times in Haiti, we had a translator. But here we are in America trying to be a family of four and nobody can understand anybody. And yeah, I'm sure my husband and I, we should have learned Creole with the four or five years that we were going through the adoption process, but we didn't. I kind of regret that. But finally, we had to just like give the kids our phone in the middle of church and put on kids YouTube and... They finally, so I felt like mom of the year at Christmas Eve service, like my kids on YouTube. But then we left there and it was such a hot mess of a day that all I wanted was a glass of wine. But we weren't like going out. We just wanted to go to the store, buy some wine, go home, relax. And there's no wine sales on Sunday. So we weren't able to do that. And that was really depressing. And I I remember that moment. So then again, again, we couldn't have any wine. So what I do, I ate more of my emotions, which then contributed to more (laughs) of the weight gain. But day five was Christmas day. And my dad was in town with us. And it was a really special day. But again, we just had so much going on, didn't cook a traditional Christmas meal. We just ended up watching movies and hanging out and then hitting up the Chinese restaurant for dinner straight up from a Christmas story. We kind of just took a page from that. We're like, this is what we're doing. Maybe this is our new tradition. Maybe not. Happy to report we're probably not going to do that again this year. But that's how we survived last year. And it was really not that great. Like I have to admit, and I I don't really eat Chinese food, but I sort of missed it. I was kind of excited about the excuse to just go all out. It's Christmas day, like dig in on some good Chinese food. And it just really wasn't that awesome. And then I just remember that day too, I posted a picture on Instagram of us, all four of us in our matching Christmas pajamas. And we were decorating Christmas cookies. And the Instagram photo, it looked like, oh, so cute. Like y'all are a family. So awesome. Y'all are so cute. Blah, 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 blah. Like all the comments were super sweet and awesome. But I just remember looking in that photo and thinking, this is so fake. Like people are seeing this photo that we're this picture perfect family on Instagram right now. And they have no idea that literally I'm like about to lose my mind. It was just so rough. I want to be more transparent. Sometimes I don't feel like Instagram's the place where you want to be negative. I mean, I want to be real life. And and that was an awesome moment being in our matching PJs and decorating cookies. But that day was pretty bad. And I think I was in my closet a lot of it just thinking, oh my God, I'm probably calling friends and being like, I'll take any advice. I had friends that had adopted older kids from Haiti and they were helping helping give me wisdom and encouragement. And I mean, literally in all caps on Christmas day, I have written hard day. And my dad, I have here that my dad was here and he could tell that I was struggling. And he looked at me and said, have patience, daughter. I'm just now reading that for the first time. Like I literally just opened this up and I'm sharing with y'all as I'm reading it. I probably should have gone through and like taken some notes and done whatever, but sorry, I'm just not that prepared. Oh, but we did what something else we did on Christmas Day was we did our Christmas tradition, which is cinnamon rolls with sausage gravy, which you know what? That's going to be today's fourth thing. I'm going to talk about food um, and the fourth thing, and I'll share with you how we do that. And it's literally, it sounds gross, but it's the best thing. It tastes so good. And I actually can't wait for Christmas morning because I'm going to have it again. And that's where sometimes, you know, I don't eat meat. But on Christmas morning, I try to eat the sausage gravy with cinnamon rolls because that's me eating meat. Okay, I have gone on and on and on about this. So let's go ahead and get to the next thing, which um, will be Aaron. 
So let's do it. Second thing. Okay, I've got Erin Opria here, and you may have heard her on a previous episode. She'll be someone that I bring in a lot, uh, my fitness and health expert guru. What should I call you? Cool girl. Oh, okay. My cool girl that knows a lot about <laughs> taking care of your body and making it awesome. So today I want to talk about steps and movement because I feel like the last, I don't know, handful of years or so, steps have been all the rage. Fitbits and Apple Watch and tracking this. And I don't really know. I was late to the game on it, but I, I'm definitely into it where I watch my steps and I have days where I'm killing it and I get 20,000 steps. But I have days where it's depressing and I just take my watch off because there's no way I'm going to hit anything and I barely have 5,000 steps. And I'm like, how? Why can my days not be consistent? But I want to hear from you why moving is important. Should we be focusing on our steps? And for someone like me that's, you know, active and healthy, like what should my goal be for right now without getting too crazy? So you can start with why moving moving is important. Okay. Movement is so important. The more you move, the better you feel. The more you sit, the worse it gets. It's just like a car. You leave a car sitting on the side of the road for a long time and you don't start it, that car doesn't want to start. It's kind of the same thing with our bodies. Our bodies are made to move. So get moving. And a good average step is to start with get 10,000 steps in a day. I know some days you get the 20,000, sometimes you get the five and you take your watch off. That's not allowed. Even on your days that you're sucking, you still have to wear your watch because then you're like, I suck today. I okay. have to do better tomorrow. Well, how in the world, if I, if I, getting the 10,000, as long as I hit it somewhere in the day, I'm like, okay, this was attainable. It's great. But if it's towards the end of the day and 10,000 just doesn't seem possible, what do I do? You get out your jump rope and have some fun. Okay. I guess I could do that. You know jump what? ropes are awesome because you can take them anywhere. You can do them and you can rack up. On, people are like, oh, you, your steps count on jump rope? Absolutely they count. That's how I get most of mine in. Okay. So, oh, well, <laughs> let's talk about you and your steps. I mean, people are going to die when they hear how many you get a day. Tell us. All right. So my average is anywhere from 20 to twenty to 30 is probably my average. 30,000 30, steps. And then while we're talking about tons of massive amounts of steps, We have to dive into what you and your sweet husband did for your anniversary because people listen to me right now. Aaron is going to explain to you what they called, quote, fun for their anniversary. How many years were you celebrating? 10 years. 10 10 years years of marriage. And it was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And Aaron, take it away. Tell them what you did. Oh, my gosh. This is the best anniversary (laughs) ever. He's like, you want to go on a romantic vacation? I was like, no. I have friends on Fitbit that I'm losing to this one because you get badges on Fitbit and I didn't want to lose anymore. And we were losing. One of our Fitbit friends was beating us. He had a bigger badge. And I was like, hmm, looks like we have to get 65,000 steps in today to win. So I was like, let's just make this a huge date. So we took off work because to get that many steps, you basically can't be working. Right. Um, And we got up early. We walked. We had a great breakfast buffet, sat there for a couple hours and walked and just saw Every, we walked everywhere. We'd stop. We'd get a little bite to eat, stop, shop. Just walked and walked and walked and walked. So what time did you start working? What time, or walking, excuse me. And then what time did you stop? We and probably how- started at 6-ish and we stopped probably at 9.30 p.m. But think of all the great bonding time you have. I mean, you have nothing to do but to talk, laugh. And, it was and eat. So, and eat. Yeah, that's fun. And shop. I mean, we would get coffee. It was cold. It was a really cold day. So we get coffee, and then we found a, a, a teeter-totter. Do you remember teeter-totters? Yes, where you go up and down. <laughs> we found one of those. We stopped, and we played on that. But guess what? We won. Okay, oh, so yeah. We had the big badge. 65,000 steps. Yeah, we got 66. In, in one, one day. day. 
it and that's not so their fun. steps combined. That's Aaron got mm-hmm. sixty five thousand, and her husband Sean got sixty five thousand. So we beat him. I mean, I think it's cool. It's a different way to look at how. I mean, it's working out is something you and your husband both enjoy. He's a trainer as well, and I think that's encouragement to anybody listening that's looking for a unique way to celebrate. Is what are you both interested in? Celebrating your anniversary doesn't mean a fancy dinner or a romantic vacation or whatever. Find something that you both really love and set out on an adventurous day. I feel like it's so, I feel like it's more, to me, it was more bonding than a romantic vacation because literally we had nothing to do but to hang out together. You're not walking on your cell phone because you're in the middle of the city. So, like, and you accomplished your goal, which felt good to do together. Absolutely. Yeah. But guess what? What? Our friend just beat us. Oh, shoot. So now he you just have got to go. 70. <laughs> and now he just sent me a text. He's like, we beat you. I was like, oh, no, game on. So now we got to find another day that I can take off work and he can take off work. And we're going to get 75. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. But baby. like you said, moving is important. You know and what? I, you would think I would hurt from days like that. But I feel like because I move consistently, my body feels really good. Stretching and foam rolling definitely help. But it makes your body feel good. Well, you, and you weren't doing anything strenuous Strenu- or crazy. But I think just the importance of moving, like you were saying, you compared us to a car. And like when a car sits for a while and then it d- has trouble starting back up, well, there's a reason why. And I feel like some days I can relate to that, especially in the winter. Like I'll straight up just watch Hallmark movies and eat really bad. And then the next day, it's really hard for me to move. It is. My body is the same thing. If I sit and watch TV, even a couple hours, I get up and I'm like, oh, my joints hurt. My hips hurt. My hips are probably the worst part. If I sit for a long time, my hips get so tight. And the more I move, the the looser all that stays. Yeah. So there was a time where you have these uh, step bet challenges. And there was a time where I signed up for it because I just felt like I was really ready to get a bunch of steps. And (laughs) I knew I could kill it. And so I signed up and I was so excited. And on day two, Fail. I failed. And I not only did I fail, but it sends you an email and it's like, wah, wah, wah. You've been, you know, disqualified. You're not going to get the big pot of money. Because what happens on the step bet challenges is everybody submits, like, what is it, 40 bucks yeah, $40. to sign up and you put it in the pot and then you're held accountable for six weeks to get your whatever steps match your, your goal. Your goal. And everybody's goal is different. Like Aaron has a really high one, but if you're just starting out, it would be sort of low. Like my goal would be around 12,000, I think, based on my previous steps. So <laughs> day two, I got disqualified. Ugh, so all that, money, all that money goes into a pot and then it's distributed amongst the people that completed yes. the goal. Like my friend, she completed it. So she got some of my money and I was like, sharing oh, is caring. Rude. Nice job, Amy. And, but she enjoyed it because it actually made her move she wasn't really moving that much and she definitely said she saw a difference in her body so you can start small maybe you're not really working out that much right now well maybe something like a step back challenge could be good for you or you don't even have to join the challenge but just starting to track your steps and set your own goal and make sure you meet that goal every day and then see if your body starts to change which I think it will because some people don't think walking is enough and moving is enough but it it really can be. Well, it all depends on where you come from. If you come from sedentary and you start moving, you're going to see changes in your body no matter what. And the best part is you stop craving so much junk food. Yeah. It's like when you work out. When you're working out, you don't think you want junk. You think, oh, wow, I feel good. You're like, okay. So it encourages. I feel like sometimes movement's the best thing to do first, and then the, the diet comes afterwards. Some people say diet comes first, and then the movement. depends. 
sometimes the movement helps you break the cravings for the diet. Gotcha. And then diet is very, or what you're consuming yes, is very important. Absolutely. Okay. So let's say I want to sign up for this thing again. Cause oh, you've you're been playing. Tra- no, you've been trying to get me to play ever since nope. I failed. And I've said no, like three times since then. You're playing. But I think, I think I do want to make it part of my new year's challenge. Okay. Okay. Let me so tell you it, all about it. You ready? When is the, I'm looking at my calendar right now. Literally. It's when's December the next one? December 31st. Okay. So that's like, Okay. So look, everybody pays $40. I pay 40. Everybody pays 40. It pulls based off your history, off your fitness tracker, whether you have an Apple watch, iPhone, um, Fitbit, and it says you've been averaging whatever your average has been. It's going to up at about 30%. And if for six weeks you get those steps in, you get your money back. Right. If you don't get the steps in, that money is put into a pot and split amongst the winners. Okay. So you make money by moving. But the best part is you establish new habits. That's a, that's what the goal is with this. Not, Yes, you make money, but the goal is to establish new habits and to get your money back. Okay, so where I'm going to do it again. Where do other people go if they want to do it with us? So all you have to do is download the StepBet app, S-T-E-P-B-E-T, StepBet app, and then enter the game code Aaron Opria. So you're in my cool game. Yeah, and spell your name for everybody. E-R-I-N-O-P-R-E-A. Boom. There we go. And okay. we're all going to get moving together. And make together. sure you enter the Aaron once that you're doing it with us. Because I think the first time I signed up a long time ago, I signed up for some other guy and I had to like call Aaron and she had to remove me from that and put me on hers. <sighs> it was the whole thing. I was like, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so that, that'll help. So December listen, 31st. The last, the last game we just had, the pot was $72,000. Okay. That's not bad. I mean, that's and then when you have money. people like me that end up dropping out, you're day not two. dropping out. I know this I'm time. not. I'm not going to. No, I'm not no, going no, to. No. But I mean, we want some people to drop out so we can take their money. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's what we need. But the best is if you get friends to play with you because it's always more fun if you have somebody right there doing it with you and you guys can hold each other accountable. Hey, did you get your steps in? No. Okay. okay get up so and move. If it starts the 31st, though, quickly. What? When's the last day to sign up? Well, technically, the first week I start. It starts the December thirty first. The first week is a warm up week, just so you can learn how the app works. Okay, but you can technically sign up all the way through that week. But we're going to say the goal is the to 30 sign up thirty first. Okay, cool, perfect. All right, I've you can't got lose the first I, week I though. Just put it on my calendar. Okay, we are ready to go. I'm in. Are Game you guys on. in? Game on. Okay. Well, Aaron, thank you for you know, affirming that moving is good and telling me I'm not crazy for trying to track my steps and annoying my husband with like, oh my gosh. Your husband should be playing with us. Oh, okay. We're going to actually, I'm going to call him. Okay. All right. Call him. We'll see. Hey everybody, just get moving. It's a new year, new you get moving and you're going to feel your best. Okay. Thank you, Aaron. I'm super excited to have Ray and Bay <laughs> right now. What's up? What's up? We affectionately call Ray's girlfriend Bay because, well, he did for a long time. Ray's on the Bobby Bone show with me. He's our producer and he's awesome. Uh, Bay stands for before every, what is it? Before, before all else. Before all else. That's before right. Before all else. I know. Sorry. All the cool Bacon kids use it. Eggs. <laughs> yeah, there's all different kinds of things. <laughs> no, but it's before all else. So, and, and Laura was nice enough to come on because I wanted to talk about her journey. Laura Birdwell, which is, that's your Instagram handle. Right. Twitter. Laura underscore Birdwell. The underscore. Forgot. And then <laughs> she was diagnosed with cancer. How long ago was the diagnosis? Um, February. February. This year. Uh, and so, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This 2018 has been quite the year. It's so, crazy. uh, I, I'm really Glad you could take the time to come on because I know it's hard to talk about this, but you've been so vocal about your journey. 
that I thought it'd be good to talk to other women out there listening and then raise here to talk about the men because it's breast cancer in particular that we're dealing with. But, you know, men can get breast cancer as well. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) throwing that out there. But I knew that a lot of people listening right now are women and we're not checking ourselves. Mm -mm. I know I don't. Mm -mm. And you certainly didn't think when you were going in that you were going to be told you had what stage at that point? Well, they thought they caught it early. So they were telling me at that time, stage one, possibly stage two, but they they thought that it wasn't in the lymph nodes or anything. So they were th- thinking it was pretty early. Okay. So uh, just to give a little bit of your backstory to catch people up as to why you were going in for checks, because when you were 17, that's when you found your first mm-hmm. lump, but it was benign. And for years you had benign situations. So nothing oh, to yes. worry about really. I had probably eight benign. They're called fibroadenomas. And so when I was 17, I went to the doctor because I had found a lump in my breast and they biopsied it and it came back as fibroadenoma. But um, because of that, they would just want to continue checking me every six months. And for the past, you know, since I was 17, I was going and getting checked. And so I was at my appointment, my month, my semi yearly appointment. So every six months. Yeah. And, um, they were just checking one that I had had in my breast. And after that, they just kind of feel all around to make sure there's nothing else in there. And they found the new lump and they did an ultrasound in that office. And I could see the ultrasound and I knew I was like, that's not what my other ones looked like. So I knew pretty much then that this wasn't going to be just like the other ones were. Well, and she took a picture of one of the pictures in the doctor's office and then researched it all weekend. That picture and people online on message boards would say if it was cancer or not. So she pretty much was able to figure it out just by researching online. Before, because then at that point, they're like, we'll, we'll call you. Right. No, the next, so they had me in for a biopsy the next day, which also I was like, that's not normal because this place is really hard to get in to do things like that. So I was just, I was pretty sure that then that I had cancer. But um, that whole weekend, the waiting like the five days from the biopsy to getting told that I had cancer was the hardest time of this whole journey. Yeah. So it was crazy. No, I got goosebumps when you said mm-hmm. that because, yeah, trying to figure out what's happening. Oh, yeah. And, and it, I'm your like whole crazy. Gonna... To me, I like just want to know everything. So I'm like, well, Googling. Googling can be our best friend, but can also be our worst enemy oh, because yes. you can Google. I know, you know, I haven't personally dealt with cancer in my body, but with my mom and my dad, I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. I've Googled every little thing and I'm like, oh, great. Well, well, this is it. This mm-hmm. is what's happening. And it hasn't been been right but sometimes it can give you the information you need or sometimes it can terrify you so yeah having to wait those five days right yeah that's a lot but you made a decision early on to have use it for good have Mm -hmm. a really positive outlook which you did and uh you have through the whole the double mastectomy Mm -hmm. the chemo the radiation and you even started a blog tata Mm -hmm. Tata to cancer, to cancer which <laughs> so is such cute. a cute name, T-A-T-A, Tata to cancer. And you allowed people in. And I think that it's important to do that because others feel like they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you helped other people. Well, honestly, your mom was my inspiration on it. I told you that when I told you I was diagnosed. Um, and so I just wanted to do what she did and just kind of use it as good and just teach people, you know, you can get cancer when you're 31 years old, breast cancer. I mean, I never heard heard of that. And now that I've gone through this this year, I have so many people, unfortunately, that I've met that are younger than me, some that stage four breast cancer. I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy and it can happen. And so it's important that we do 
check ourselves. And so what, what, now that you're in that, see me, I'm like, I don't know that I give myself the checks and the exams, even though when you're at the doctor, they tell you to do it and you see the pamphlets and you know what you're supposed to do. But now that that's been your world, what would your advice be to those of us listening and how we can check ourselves? Just get to know your body. Know when something is feels not right. If you feel a lump, go get it checked. I have so many girls on Instagram that send me messages saying, I felt a lump. Should I go get it checked? I'm like, yes. Like It's more than likely nothing, but you just need to go and make sure that, that it is nothing. Um, and there's this thing called fill it on the first. And so it's at the first of the month, you just fill around, make sure that there's no new lumps or anything that's off. Um, and if there is, then you know, go that make a doctor's appointment, go get it checked, get a mammogram, do whatever you can do to just prevent this crazy disease. So feel it on the first. Feel it on the first. It's a good way to remember it. And Ray, since we have you in here as mm-hmm. the, you know, Laura has a awesome family base here. And so it's just when you're going through cancer, you don't want to go through it alone. But how was it for you when you found out and you had to you knew, okay, I need to be here for her. How am I going to show up? Like, how do you, do you feel like you made the commitment to show up for her? Well, I did have to start doing the cat litter because she wasn't allowed to be near <laughs> That's it. True. So for like eight months, I'd wait. Do the... You couldn't be near the cat no, litter. No, it was the best part of this. I did not have to do cat litter for a whole like six months, and I still know I'm like, oh, I'm on radiation. I'm pretty sure I can't do cat litter, even though I can. <laughs> There's something in the litter that she can't breathe in okay. if you have cancer or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you stepped up. So I had to do that. I wasn't too happy about it. But no, I love doing this stuff for her. And then I learned how to cook a little bit. We did blue aprons together. So there was stuff that I probably should have been doing before that I just started doing. And now it's awesome. We cook together. You know, I take care of the cat. We're doing housework together. I mean, it's really stuff boyfriends should have been doing all along. But now I've just been balling out and doing it a lot. Do you feel like this journey strengthened your relationship yeah it's even better and I mean she she lost her hair she probably thinks she's more unattractive I think she's hotter now than she was with long hair I really do <laughs> my I told, heart oh my just gosh. melted I told her it makes her and eyes she stand does, out okay so yes yeah, so those listening right now obviously you don't have a visual but Laura did lose her hair and she had this awesome wig which if other people are in this journey, you found a really cool way to do the hair. What was that called? Yes. So I went to this place called HPI Nashville, and they made this wig for me, and they actually glued it on. And so I could, for a month and a half, just act like it was my normal hair. Wash it, dry it, curl it, go swimming if I wanted to. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, so it was awesome. I almost forgot that I didn't have hair. <laughs> and it looked great. And you you just finished radiation, which how many rounds did you have? 20, uh, 25. I finished Ooh. on Thursday. Oh, so. Yes. Shout so out. close. So close. So 25 rounds of radiation and your hair from the chemo, which was you know, you finished a few weeks before the radiation has now started to grow back. So yes. you've ditched the, wig, ditched the wig and you you're all natural right now. And I have to agree with Ray. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. you. Not everybody can pull that off. <laughs> Thank and, you. And and you're you're rocking it. I appreciate it. It's taken some getting used to, but I'm getting there. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. And Ray, what 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 advice would you have to people listening if they have a significant other that's been diagnosed with something scary maybe or they're going through a life-altering event such as cancer definitely be on alert because there was one time she right when she first started her chemo she fell down and she couldn't like breathe just totally passed out and the only way she was able to get my attention was 
we have, at our apartment, we have like windows. So she would just hit the window and I heard this banging and I have a loud fan that goes during the night. So I just came running out there and she was passed out on the ground. So you just got to be on your, you got to be on your toes, especially because there's new stuff going on in the body with cancer. But yeah. I would like to add to that. That was because of the shot that was given to me after chemo um, that I just had a reaction to. The chemo itself with breast cancer was actually not crazy bad. So if you are having to go through this or you have know someone that is going through the breast cancer chemo, um, I was on some of the hardest ones for breast cancer. And really the only thing it did to me was make me tired. But I just don't want to scare people by them hearing that yeah well that no was- Ray's giving a that was his tip beyond yeah. alert and, he, and like so if you glad, hear a weird I- noise make sure and go check and make sure it's not your person because I was so thankful he was there I don't know what I would have done without him yeah I got you girl oh <laughs> hashtag goals <laughs> okay right that that's your one piece of advice beyond alert well that and also I mean Sometimes you just got to have some in-depth conversations. If you're a guy, it's weird talking about feelings and about, I mean, it brought us closer. The conversations have been so amazing since she's been diagnosed with cancer. We've been so real with each other. And I mean, just open up and we've been so honest with each other. And, you know, she gets, she gets emotional sometimes. And she would say stuff like, she's like, I don't want to die single. And I'm like, you're not going <laughs> to die single. So oh, listen, like, are you ever going to marry me? <laughs> so she would get so emotional. And if you're a guy, it's weird sometimes to be emotional, but you just de- have to have those conversations. Don't be afraid of them. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, when it's airing, they're not engaged, but we all have money on the Bobby Bone show that Ray's going to be Hey-o. proposing soon. Oh. So you may be listening to this. I don't know when it's going to happen, but well, yes, I could see getting emotional and be like, I don't want to die single. <laughs> Listen, I, but, I could have been dramatic sometimes. But you did, the, Dramatic <laughs> is okay. I'm dramatic and I don't even have cancer. So uh, you're allowed that. Uh, what, what advice, Laura, would you have for people who have recently been given some life-altering news? Um, I'm sure it's been a roller coaster, mm-hmm. but what has kept you firm? I mean, you made the decision, decision early on to use it for good and to choose joy and but but how did you maintain it? Because we've all witnessed it. And granted, we're not under the same roof. Like when my mom was going through it, I saw the lows. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, my mom's like, pimp and joy, woo, it's a lot. <laughs> but like not every day was joyful. And that's just real talk. So we're not in there in the the dark sides too. So how did you maintain it even through the lows? I just took it day by day, which is something that I was not good at doing. I wasn't good at living in the moment. I was always like thinking about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen a week from now, a month from now. And so I had to learn to live day by day and just deal with what you're given that day. And it's hard to do, but it's actually, I think, the best thing that's come out of this for me because I am living day by day instead of just thinking about five years from now or something. So I think that's what you have to do is just learn to live like that. And so are we, we're happy to report right now your body is cancer-free. Yes. Scans, so Ooh. all my scans are clear. So right now it's no evidence of disease is what they call it. But yes, no evidence of disease. <laughs> so official. I know. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. I think that your story is encouraging because you're, you're young. I mean, I don't know a lot of 30 year olds. It's brave to be diagnosed at such a young age and to make the decision you made to be a, a light and a, have a positive impact and start a blog and, you know, you're going to have that to look back on mm-hmm. some of your journal entries. Yes. Like people are always going to be able to go to that. And even you, 
I think there's going to be times in your life where you're, you're going to be able to go back and read those. And if you go to tatatocancer.com, uh, WordPress. WordPress.com, sorry. Um, but if you just Google the Tata yeah. to Cancer and Laura Birdwell, it'll come up. And you can, you, you'll you be moved. I mean, I, I'm moved by it. But I think I'd be moved by it even if cancer hadn't touched me or even if I didn't know you. You know, I think I'm close enough to it to where I feel the movement, but I, I know that even if you're not connected to this, like some, it's just encouraging to see someone young and, and awesome and a, you're a rock star. Thank I love you. looking at you with your hair. I feel, I know it's on him. I was like, I feel like I look like punk rock right now. I don't know what's going on with this new style. I don't know <laughs> to learn it. You're owning it. And I just, you know, your strength and tenacity are amazing. You fought this battle hard and you won Yes, and I'm excited you. to see what what 2019 has yes, in store yes bring it on bring it on 2019 <laughs> thank you next <laughs> yes oh, Isn't okay that- Ariana Grande <laughs> <laughs> thank you next <laughs> all right well that's this is a good way to end it we'll end yes. on that thank you next thank you, next. well thank you Laura and thank you Ray yeah <laughs> you're <right>. welcome <laughs> for fame with Amy Brown okay as promised The fourth thing is me going into a little bit more detail about our family Christmas tradition, which is every Christmas we have sausage gravy and cinnamon rolls, but not just any cinnamon rolls. We make the Pioneer Woman ones, which are, you know, pretty intense, but totally worth it. And I got to tell you, in the filling, it calls for two cups of melted unsalted butter, plus more as needed. And my dad always says, add the more, add the more, the more butter, the better. When in doubt, add more butter. So These bad boys are probably pretty high in calories, but we're not worried about that. It's Christmas Day. You're with family. We're indulging. All the flavors just taste so good. And I recommend doing a spicy sausage like Jimmy Dean makes a spicy sausage. Throw that one in there, which I feel like I have to say also too, like sometimes I go off on how you should, you know, look at the importance, the quality of meat and this, that, especially when it comes to pork, we need to focus on that. But again, it's one day, it's Christmas, we're indulging. So Jimmy Dean spicy sausage, pretty legit. It's the way to go. So grab that and whip some up. And I promise you, you won't regret it. My husband used to be so grossed out. He's like, I will never do that with your family. And now you know who eats this every Christmas? Mm hmm. My husband. It's so good. And I would love to hear from y'all if y'all decide to make this concoction. Email me, fourthingswithamybrown at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Okay, that's a wrap on this episode. Big thank you to Ray and Bay for coming on. Laura is so brave for sharing her story. And then shout out to Aaron for always giving us um, those fitness tips and confirming or at least affirming for me that tracking my steps is not crazy. I don't. I'm not like a psycho person if I'm freaking out that I didn't get my steps because moving our bodies is so important. And now I know my goal, 10,000 steps a day. Let me see where I am right now. Literally, as I record this, boom, I'm at 12,000 steps. So hit my goal for the day, which is good because it's nighttime and I'm probably going to go to bed soon. But I want to um, also uh, give my email shout out real quick, Chantel. Uh, that's the email that I pulled to share with y'all today. And I hope Chantel doesn't mind that I share this, but she wrote a really nice email. And at the end, she said that she loves the four things concept. Before she even started listening to this podcast, she's always made resolutions in four things. And I thought this was interesting to share because maybe some of you are trying to make a list of your New Year's resolutions for 2019 and 
you know, what are those four things? And I really liked Chantel's four things. For one, she put, she wants to work on her spiritual side to feed her soul. For two, her health, fuel her body. Three, expanding vision, read, write, listen, and expand language or skill that can be refined. Whoa. (laughs) And then number four, she wants to work on a talent, a new tool to add to her belt. So I love that, Chantel. And hopefully maybe that gives some of you out there some ideas of some resolution type things you can add for next year or some goals that you can have. And maybe it's it's not any of those four, but you could make a list of four and see how many you can keep next year. I think I'm going to do to kind of stick with the theme and lists are good. I love making lists. I don't ever accomplish everything on the list. I mean, yeah, I just really don't. But I love making lists. And then if I have to wad up a list and throw it away, I'll make another list. Scratching things off feels awesome, but it's not as satisfying to me to scratch all the things off as it is to just make the list. Because again, I don't always end up scratching things off. Shout out to Elizabeth and Mike D for making this podcast possible and putting it all together. And as always, Walker Hayes for the awesome theme song. Uh. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 